Hi, I'm Cynthia Lett. Why do you think young singles are having so much trouble establishing authentic intimate relationships? And why, if they do, are so many destined to fail down the road? And what do you think etiquette and expectations of others' good behavior has to do with dating in today's society? On November 16, 2013, John Holt, host of the Networking Singles Show, heard on WXLM 980 AM in New England, had a conversation with me about these questions. I hope you find my take on the subject interesting, and if you'd like to share your opinion with me, please email me at etiquettepro at gmail.com. My guest is Cynthia Lett, principal of the Lett Group. Since 1983, she is a trainer in business and social etiquette. Ms. Lett, uh, maintains a blog covering pertinent subjects of etiquette and protocol. Cynthia speaks of using good etiquette to gain success in business and social situations. Cynthia is the author of the book, That's So Annoying, an etiquette expert's take on the world's most irritating habits and what to do about them. She also is the author of the book, Modern Civility, Etiquette for Dealing with Annoying, Angry, and Difficult People. Welcome to the program, Cynthia. Hi, John. Good morning. My apologies. We had some technical difficulties here in the studio, but they've been fixed. It happens, so don't worry about it. And I'm very happy to have you on. I'm glad to be with you and your listeners. Cynthia, so tell us, why are singles, particularly the younger ones, swapping the hookup culture for dating? That's a really good question for those of us who are not in that generation. But we had our own issues back when we were their age, but we didn't have the media, and that's really where I'm pointing the finger. The media is pushing this type of behavior and making it okay. It's okay to uh, go out looking for a hookup for someone to spend the night with and to have what I consider a false intimacy uh, for your own personal pleasure than to go looking for someone to establish a true relationship with. The media shows it in sitcoms and movies, uh, conversations with the celebrities. They are our role models, and unfortunately, they cause the young people particularly to believe that this is the best way to handle themselves. Now, do you think there's some sort of an agenda behind this? I'm not sure what kind of agenda it would be. I think it's much more of a um, what's good for me, what feels good for me at this moment. Uh, I'm going to do it. I think that's where the motivation comes from. And because society has, in essence, condoned that type of behavior, it's okay. Everybody feels like they're not doing anything wrong. Uh, it really depends, though, on an individual's moral standings. I believe, uh, they can use their religion as a, as a foundation for those moral standings. They can use what their parents have taught them, though, as we know, young people rarely listen to what their parents have taught them until they're much older and realize the parents were right. Um, but it is, I think, less of an agenda and more of a an acceptance by society. And... See, I believe when we start to develop the idea of building towards a relationship, there are so many things that we have to take into account. 
as to how we deal with one another and what, in fact, is a value system. Yes. And I believe that, you know, there are a lot of ways to communicate with people in this world, but if we're communicating all of the time from it's all about I and me instead of we and us, then we have a real major problem on our hands because you can't build a relationship on I and me. You can't. And unfortunately, John, you're absolutely right. Our society has condoned uh, a new standard for building relationships, and it has hurt our society. And you know what? It's hurt people not only in their personal relationships, but in their business relationships as well. So it it doesn't just stay with a date or um, actually what I've heard from a number of interviews with young people, particularly in college and college age, just out of college, that, that, that generation, is that they would prefer to go looking for a hookup than go looking for a date and that they actually haven't dated in a long time. What they've done is gone out, found someone to sleep with that night, and the next day they're free and clear and they can go find somebody else. And what they have lost in that behavior is the ability to practice building relationships because it doesn't take a relationship to find someone to go sleep with for the night. We know that. Um, Guys will go looking at a party saying, you know, is she cute? The girls will do the same thing. Is he cute? Can I, you know, is he hot? Can I go, you know, get him? And that's a power play is what it is. And... They feel that if they can conquer that person, whoever they've put their eyes on for the night, and conquer that um, ability to bring them into their, their lair for the night, then they've accomplished something. Instead of believing that building a lasting, intimate, and true intimate relationship is important, they would prefer to have the temporary. And... Again, I'll reiterate, our society is condoning this now, and it is hurting down the line when a young person decides at the age of 25 or 26 or 30 or whatever the age is that they decide they want to have um, a family, want to settle down with somebody, and they're out looking for a husband or a wife. They have no practice in how to build that intimate relationship. All they've been doing is conquering up to that point. And that's very difficult. If you're at that age and you don't have those skills, then what are you drawing on? What are you using in your arsenal of interpersonal communication skills? What are you, what are you practicing? It's like starting from the beginning, and it's a late age in life to start at the beginning of learning how to build a relationship. And it's a shame. It's not something that we saw back in the 50s and the 40s and before that. It's not something we saw even in the 60s, though that's when it actually changed. The hippie generation, and and I have to say I was part of that hippie generation, um, we believed that if the establishment said that this is the way you should live your life, then that's certainly not the way I'm going to live my life. It's going to be whether it's pleasurable for me, not whether... It's good for somebody else. And you mentioned already how we have to use um, our skills to make relationships that are good for both parties instead of just the I and the me. We don't have those skills anymore. We no, just I've, don't. I've, I've always believed that females, to a larger extent, the larger uh, 
let's say, the largest statistical portion of the females that are out there would not really assimilate to a hookup culture. Now, am I wrong about that? Is it all changing? Now more and more females will assimilate to that kind of a culture? It's unfortunate, John, but you are wrong about that now. There are many, many more women, young women, particularly on college campuses, who are assimilating to that culture. And they're proud of it. They're proud enough to go on on air and talk about it and giggle about it and be proud that they're able to do that. Um, It comes from, and from the women's point of view, and of course, being a woman, I have that point of view, from the woman's point of view, to hook up or to allow a a false intimate um, encounter is a matter of the woman's belief in herself her self-esteem, and I, I hate to use that, that very common statement, the self-esteem is everything, it, but it does play into it that if a woman is not feeling that she's worthy of an intimate relationship, a true one with a man, she will go out and get whatever she can get to make her feel like somebody really does care about her, that somebody is going to find her attractive, that somebody is going to uh, that men are going to find her to be worth spending time with. But at in the morning, when she realizes that what he was doing was spending time with her body and not with her mind and her soul and her emotional uh, well-being, then she feels cheated. And yes, women have always had that edge where we are more conscious of the ramifications of those hookups. But we are letting that go to some degree because the media is saying it's okay. It's okay to do this because you're worth doing this. If you want to go have your own pleasures, go do it. And to heck with everybody else and how they feel about you in the morning. And we tend to be much more of a follower society than we are a leader society and so we say okay if everybody else is doing it so am i i'm going to go do it and it feels good and that's fine and then in the morning they go oh gosh what did i do and why won't he call me again and what does he really think of me was he using me and of course he was using you and then they say well i was using him too well yeah to a certain degree you were but that's not what the relationship that you were hoping for ultimately was all about. It wasn't about going out and finding someone to use. You really, women are much more eager to go out and find someone who will be good to them and will be there in the morning and the next afternoon and the next night and the next morning after that. And that doesn't happen with hookups as much as it does with um, true intimate relationship building. Well, let me personally invite all people in the audience to join in on the conversation by calling 860-442-WXLM, 860-442-9956. Cynthia, I'm very big on origins. I always try to trace back origins in terms of behavioral things. Yes. Where do you think the behavioral origins for what we're talking about in this hookup culture really came from? Where do, where do you think the seeds were planted in, the, in, the, in the, or, the origins of where it came from? Well, I think that there's always been a certain element of society who have uh, looked at relationships as being temporary, and whether that is because they don't want one, ultimately, or they are... Um, 
not able to sustain one. But I think that we pretty much had a handle on the courting uh, society up until about the the late 60s, early 70s. And that's when our society really did make a major change. It changed because uh, of the drug culture. And with all the interviews that I have witnessed and the young people that I've talked to, when I ask, when you are going to be doing um, this kind of behavior, are you going to go out and just hook up, is there alcohol involved? Are there drugs involved? And almost universally, I hear yes. So allowing young people to drink younger, I think, had something to do with it. I think lowering the drinking age certainly had a lot to do with it. It gave a societal okay to going out and getting bombed. And young people just don't know how to handle getting bombed, and they go out and do what they want to do. And they become much more on the primal level rather than the ethereal level. So I think that the late 60s, early 70s, when this type of societal uh, condemnation allowed young people to go out and get bombed, yeah, I think that that had a lot to do with it. Well, my guest is Cynthia Lett. Uh, principal of the Let Group since 1983. She is a trainer in business and social etiquette. We're going into a break, but we will be right back. You're listening to Networking Singles on 980 WXLM. Trust me. Trust me. Get a date. Fun of me. Call 1-800-252-6210. Success in dating comes down to a winning attitude. It takes a plan. Hiring a matchmaker with 20 years experience is a good place to start. And if you need a plan, contact John Holt, professional matchmaker, and realize what it takes to win in the dating game. Hi, I'm Joan London, and if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. With one phone call, you'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. It's a free service, so call now. Call now, 800-460-3580, 800-460-3580. It's time for snow, a roaring fire and the Mercedes-Benz winter event. Come visit Carriage House of New London now to see the incredible Mercedes-Benz lineup, including the fantastic 2014 CLA 250 Coupe. Special lease and finance offers are available for Mercedes-Benz, but don't delay. Like the holidays, they'll soon be gone. Carriage House, 488 Coleman Street, New London, 860-447-3361, or at Mercedes. CT.com. Service excellence. Every customer, every time, no exceptions. 
Do you need legal advice but don't know where to turn? WXLM is here to help. Just go to WXLM.FM and click on Ask a Lawyer. Navigating the complexities of the legal world can be confusing. We invite you to Ask the Lawyer, the law firm of Traceman and Charich, your federal, state, and tribal court lawyers. It's stressful to dissolve any marriage, children, house, assets. Family law affects the most personal areas of your life. It's your attorney's job, through negotiations or trial if needed, to condense the details of your relationship while preparing you for trial to secure favorable results, keeping you informed every step of the way. At Traceman and Charich, they can't change your past, but they can protect your future. Whether you need counsel for a court date, help with legal documents, or just want advice on how to approach a complex situation, the first step is getting sound advice. So go to our website, wxlm.fm, and click on Ask a Lawyer today. It could be just the help you need. There's no need to wait for Black Friday. Hi, this is Bill Sullivan from MJ Sullivan Hyundai, and we're celebrating Black Friday every day this month with over 250 new Hyundais to choose from and savings up to $13,000. That's right. Don't wait. Every day is Black Friday this month at MJ Sullivan's. Just listen to our Black Friday pricing. A 2013 Elantra for $16,995 or $139 a month. A 2013 Sonata popular package for $19,995 or $159 a month. How about a 2013 Santa Fe SUV popular package for $23,995 or the hard-to-get 2013 Accent GLS with automatic for only $14,995? If news not for you, we have over 150 pre-owned vehicles, including a great selection of Hyundai certified models that give you new car benefits, but with a pre-owned savings. So celebrate Black Friday every day this month at Connecticut's only Presence Award winner, MJ Sullivan Hyundai in New London or MJSullivanAuto.com. Every so often, we have to talk about things that are not pleasant but necessary. Abortion is one such topic, and it needs talking about. Does the Bible give us clear guidelines on abortion? What about practical 21st century answers? Christian Questions, taking your calls live every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 on News Talk 980 WXLM. The conversation continues online with exclusive audio, video, and much more at ChristianQuestions.com. just need to remind yourself that a great relationship takes care, work, and the right tools. Go to www.tri-statedatingservice.com. And for a highly motivated social broadcast, listen to Networking Singles every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here on 980 WXLM. The numbers here are 860-442-WXLM, 860-442-9956. My guest is Cynthia Lett. 
She is a trainer in business and social etiquette, and don't we need it, Cynthia? We need in this society, we should be teaching this in the public schools, shouldn't we? We should, we should. Tell us, self-worth and societal values, what has happened? Is there a disconnect? It has become acceptable not to have um, long-standing relationships. You know, Americans internationally are known for not establishing relationships in business. We are very much the, what can you do for me now? Let's make you like me. And they all, uh, the international world believes that Americans are the most likable people in the world, which I think is very interesting. Um, and we establish very quick relationships in business. And then when business is over, we never see them again. We don't talk to them again. And the relationship, as it was, is gone. The same thing is happening in social situations. Um, we have gotten to the point where it's okay to have lots of acquaintances, and social media has really exacerbated this. We have a false sense because of social media of what a friend is and what a deep relationship is. There are many young people who believe if they have 10, you know, 12, 1,500 friends on Facebook that they're very popular when in essence they don't really know the majority of those people and if they met them face to face would have very little to talk to them about and wouldn't even know the or have the skills to establish that relationship face to face they wouldn't know what to talk about i deal a lot with young people who come to me and say all right now i'm going to meet this person for the first time what do we talk about how do i make a good impression on them and they've been chatting online for a while and think that they know the person, and yet they're still very nervous about the one-on-one -on -one encounter. We have gotten to that point in our society where gather acquaintances. Um, we gather names and pictures of faces rather than people. And it has actually deter excuse me, deteriorated our, uh, our joy in being with each other because we don't have those skills anymore. And yes, we need to teach those skills, but they're not even taught in, in the homes anymore. And part of that is what I alluded to before is that the uh, generation that grew up in the 60s and the 70s uh, during their high school and college years are having those kids now and they don't have the skills to teach their kids. So we have second and third generations now of young people who have never been taught at home even how to establish a deep personal relationship with others. And now they're going to social media and thinking they're going to solve that problem and it's just getting worse. You know, my mind starts revolving as you're talking about all of these things, but I'm one of the few guys out there that if somebody sends me a LinkedIn request and I don't know who they are, I'll send a very polite reply back to them. How are you today? Um, I, I don't believe I know you. Uh, please explain to me why you would like to connect with me. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I get back very terse uh, responses from people, you know, uh, well, who do you think you are? And it's like, oh, they put them on the defensive, but it was very polite. 
Well, I think your response is very polite, and the fact that they would come back to you with a defensive response shows that they don't have the social skills in order to handle a relationship. If they're asking to connect with you online in a very, um, in essence, public forum, because LinkedIn is certainly a very public forum, then um, they should have a good reason. And it could be all they'd have to say is, you know, we have the same likes and dislikes about business, or I appreciate the work that you're doing, I'd like to know you better. Those are perfectly good responses. But if they're coming back defensive, and that's what's happening so much in our uh, relationship building is that it seems to put one person on the defensive all the time, uh, it's because those skills are not present. I believe that uh, I guess I would, I would say that, that the Internet, to a certain degree, has its high side, and then it also has its low side. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this, uh, the use of the Internet in terms of communication uh, and, and the way we go about connecting with people is, uh, let's say, a little bit off balance right now? It is, and I'll tell you why, in my opinion, and that's because anything that we have to initiate using a keyboard is a false communication in as far as a, an, a, an intimate relationship building exercise. If we start with a keyboard, we are relying on our skills in writing. And as you probably have noticed over the last decade or so, we're not writing very well anymore. Grammar has gone. Um, the Twitter generation uh, has taken the, and the text generation have taken words and misspelled them and condensed them into um, initials and acronyms rather than words. So we're not able to express what we really feel and what we really mean in words. And so if you're relying on your keyboard to express yourself you better darn well know how to write really, really well. And that isn't the case that I have observed. Now, do you train people on how to use these various different social media outlets? I do. I do. And I do a lot more of that than I ever have before. And, you know, it's interesting. People come to me once they've had a problem. It isn't that they come to me when they first start using Facebook or LinkedIn or, or Twitter they come to me because, oh, my gosh, I really made a boo-boo. <laughs> I really made a mess. How do I get out of this? What do I do to build my so-called brand? And, you know, it's interesting. We are now having the buzzword that our individual personas are now our own brands. And so we are putting ourselves out there not as John Holtz or Cynthia Lett, but we're putting ourselves out there as John Holtz, the relationship expert and Cynthia Lett as the etiquette expert. And we're making our individual personalities into a brand, and that's how we're all looking at how we put ourselves out there online. And that's, it's false because, yes, and ultimately we are a brand in a sense, we are still a human being with feelings and emotions and things like that. And you can't put together the emotions of the person and call it a brand. The brand is what they do, not what they feel. And in order to establish relationships, you want, you do this in your business. 
as I do it in mine, we have to learn how to understand other people's relation, uh, other people's emotions and how they are thinking about us when we actually uh, work with them, talk to them, act, interact with them. We have to think about how they think about us. And we don't do that very easily. We, we're not taught how to be a social thinker. We are taught to be out there. Now, I believe that relationships, the more, the more positive relationships that people build with one another, the more likely we are to rise up as opposed to sink down. Am I correct with that? You are. And the reason is is that people want will, – will, I'll give you an answer that includes both business and social here to that question. First of all, in business, we do business with people we like. And we like them because they make us feel good, not because of the words they use with us, not because of necessarily their expertise, though that's certainly the second level of it. But we do business with people that make us feel good to be around them. We go, we go looking for personal relationships with people who are fun, who are great to be around, who have a good sense of humor, who have a good outlook on life, who have commonalities with us and our interests. And ultimately that is shown by how they make us feel, not by how we look with them on our arm, but how they make us feel. So if we can find people who are strong enough in their interpersonal skills to make us feel good to be around them, those are the ones that we will go towards, that we want to have relationships with. Um, For a good example, the word presence. There are a lot of people who don't even know what the word presence mean anymore. And though when we were younger, that was a big deal. What kind of presence are you showing other people? Well, there are a lot of politicians who we can, I can give you an example of. Um, no matter what your politics are, there is Bill Clinton has presence. He walks into a room and everybody wants to hear what he has to say. Everybody wants to be near him. Everybody wants them, wants him to recognize them, and that will make them feel that they're more important. Well, we all can have presence, but having presence means that you are caring about everybody else and not yourself. And when you care about other people and show them that they are important, that they have worth, that they are more important than you are, and what they say is more important, how you interact with them is more important, then they will respond to you in a very, very positive way and want to be around you. And that's the kind of person that we want to marry. That's the kind of person we want to have a long, established personal relationship with is somebody that everybody wants to be around. Everybody wants to have them in their um, friend circle. And that's hard to do. Those, that takes skill. That actually takes skill. It isn't something you're born with. It takes charisma. It takes true caring about another person. And it takes believing that while you may get pleasure from the, from the immediate, the greatest pleasure is in building for the future 
That and was, that is something we don't do very well anymore. That was absolutely well said. That was really, really well said. I, I appreciate what you just said because no one could have said it better. Sometimes you just need to remind yourself that a great relationship takes care, work, and the right tools. Go to www.tri-statedatingservice.com. My guest is Cynthia Lett. Cynthia, tell the audience how they can get your books. Well, thank you for asking. It's available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and, as they say, wherever books are sold on the Internet. Um, and the Modern Civility book will be coming out on January the 2nd. So you can pre-order that as well on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And you can also go to thatsoannoyingbook.com and I will send you a signed copy of it. Cynthia, when Modern Civility comes out, I'd like to read that book and have you back on the show. I would love it, We could John. cover that book. Uh, you know, cause that's, that's another issue that I think really needs to be addressed because I believe, and I'll, I'll just say this as a segue into the next time you come back, uh, is that the lack of civility that I see out here right now permeates into the dating situation and the building of relationships. I think you're absolutely right, John. And, and societal stresses, unfortunately, I think uh, are, are a contributory factor to all of it, but um, and and we're, we are running out of time on the first hour of the show, and it's a shame because I have to tell you, Cynthia, I really enjoyed the information that you provided to this audience today, and I thank you very much for being on, and I look forward to having you back. Well, I really appreciated your having me on, John, and I look forward to uh, another round. Yep. You have a great weekend. And the same to you and your listeners.